Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's almost not morning. It's 1030. That's late for me. Matteo has been, we are all, the whole family is very sentimental with Morgan's upcoming nuptials. So, uh, usually I ask Madison for coffee, but, um, this more last night when we were leaving from working on Madison, Morgan and Ryan's new house, Madison said, we have a coffee in the morning, mom. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> like, how can you resist when your son wants to have coffee? And my, my advice is you absolutely do not resist. You say yes every time. It doesn't matter what else is going on in the day. So it's, it does make me run later, but I don't care. I'm thankful for it. So we're going to start at the end of Proverbs 1 today. Um, so we can see why we want to do the study. Why we want to study. So Proverbs 1 verse 20 Starts with wisdom cries without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. And so this is saying, you know, this is a, a very, um, anybody can access this. This isn't just for Christians. This isn't only for people who are filled with the Holy Ghost. She's in the streets. She is out there crying like, you know, she's like a vendor. Get your popcorn, get your popcorn here. She is loud about it. And um in fact, it says she crieth. Let's see, I defined this somewhere. <coughs> Excuse me. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. A concourse means the tip top. So she's she's at high places crying out. Get your popcorn, get your popcorn here in the opening of the gates. The opening is the entrance. So where people come and the, and the gates are, um, are an entrance also, but actually the, the gates in these ancient times, this is where the city council would gather. And so she's in there saying, Hey, to all you people trying to run the government, Hello, I'm right here. She's out there crying for them. She's in the street, which is a broad or open place, a plaza. And um, she's in the city. It just says in the city. And this this uh, city is defined as excitement, anguish, a place of working, guarded. So this is, this is what makes up a city. It's a place of excitement, but it's also a place of anguish. <laughs> it's a place of, of waking up, waking up your, uh, your senses, stuff you never thought about. You get in a city and you're like, Oh, I better protect my wallet or, Oh, this is a good place to sell things. It's a place of waking and it's, it's supposed to be a guarded place. So she's everywhere. She's up in the tip top mountains. She's in the opening. She's, she's in the gates where people are gathering. She's in the street, which is where any and everybody are from the rich people to the homeless people. She's in the city. She's everywhere. And, uh, unfortunately, because wisdom called and, and the people refused, 
Then she says she's going to laugh at your calamity. When stuff starts failing in our life, because she tried to get our attention and we refused her, she's going to laugh at our calamity. She's going to mock when we're covered in fear. Um, your fear is going to come as desolation. Your destruction is going to come as a whirlwind. Distress and anguish will come upon you because we've not been operating in wisdom. This is our outcome. I've experienced this. I have experienced not operating in wisdom and this being what my emotional upheaval has been like. Then once this distress and anguish comes, then we're going to call upon wisdom, but she's not going to answer. Um, why is she not going to answer? Why is she going to ignore us? Because we hated knowledge. We're going to talk about knowledge in a bit. We did not choose the fear of the Lord. They, none of my counsel, we wouldn't heed any of the counsel and in fact, despised reproof. Now I really get this because reproof is when somebody is telling you you're doing it wrong and they're reproof didn't, didn't always come with gentleness. By the time a parent or a boss or a friend gets around to the point of reproof, it is harsh. It is cutting. It is, they, they have reached the point where they are sick of it. And so, but when they came with that, we despised it. We despised reproof instead of embracing it. And because of that, um, wisdom's going to force us to eat the fruit of our, our labor, which is <laughs> the fruit of our own way. Um, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them. What this means is the simple, we're going to read often about the simple as we read through, through Proverbs. Um, the simple because the simple turned away, it was like, oh, that's too hard. You know, I'm, I'm simple. I, I, I'm not super, super smart. That's typically what the word simple means in this, um, reference. And so oh, this is too hard. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do the hard thing and I'm going to turn away from learning this because it's hard. That turning away is what going to be what slays us. In other words, kills us. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. We see this all the time in our society because um, superstars are so prominent. And we see their prosperity destroying them. If a fool wins the lottery we see that prosperity destroy them. If somebody comes in, we see this more often on social media because somebody will just be, you know, posting a, a video of their kid and, and without rhyme or reason, it's viral. Millions of people are there. And because millions of people are watching these viral videos, that video becomes monetized. And so when a video goes viral, that person who was just posting a, a video of their cute kid, or they were just posting a video of their dog being funny, or they were just posting, you know, they were doing like all of us, but without warning, 
That video is viral and they are suddenly making money. And so they start then, of course, like we all do, once we find a way to make money, we want to keep repeating that thing that makes us money. <laughs> and in the world of social media, that means you got to make more and more content. And so you're doing that. You've got your thousands upon thousands in your audience now, but you did not previously before you posted that video, seek out wisdom, which we're going to be breaking down in a minute. And so we see this more often than we ever have before that prosperity of fools destroy them. And so whoso hearkeneth unto me, wisdom is talking here. Whoever listens to wisdom will dwell safely and will be quiet from the fear of evil. Peace will be on us if we seek wisdom. So that's the end. That's the outcome of things. So now let's go study the beginning of things. So first of all, let's look at the point of Proverbs. And I hope you've read this chapter for yourself already. So to know wisdom and instruction, the, the reason for Proverbs is to know wisdom and instruction. So what is wisdom and instruction? If we're supposed to know wisdom and instruction, let's know what wisdom and instruction is. Wisdom is a, um, we're in the Old Testament now, so now we're looking at Hebrew words, whereas in Matthew, we were looking at Greek words. So in the Old Testament, we're looking at Hebrew words, and this word is hakma, and it means skill. As in war, a person is maybe skilled in war or a craft. And we find a that person being skilled in a craft. One example, there are multiple examples throughout the Old Testament, but one is in Second Chronicles 2, 12 through 14. Just sort of, they're, they're just really good at this craft. They're skilled at it. That is a, a wisdom. Um, wisdom means administration, which is the ability to execute the needs of others. The ability to execute the needs of others, administration. So um, somebody, as an example, we can see in scripture of this is Joseph. Joseph, the guy whose dad gave him a coat of many colors. He ended up working for Potiphar, becoming the head of Potiphar's house. And he became the Potiphar's house, the head of Potiphar's house, because he was good at administration. Same thing when he went in the jail. He was good at administration. So the jailer made him the top dog in the jail. And because he was good at administration, when he went to, to Pharaoh's house, he was also the top dog. This is a, a wisdom. This is a special gifting. Shrewdness. But when I say special gifting, anybody can have it because it's an, it's an access of wisdom. And she is out here in the streets. She's in, in the tip top of places. She's in the opening of the gates. She's in the city. She's in the streets. Anybody can have this. You just have to seek it out. And we're going to look at that in a minute. Wisdom means shrewdness, which means sharp, a person who is sharp in practical matters. Like this is a, this is a common sense situation here. This is a no brainer. We can, anybody with, um, shrewdness can see how to plop, plop, plop and put that thing right in place. Prudence. Prudence means insight, understanding, craft, good sense. Wisdom also means ethical. And to be ethical means you have moral principles. 
So all of these things are wrapped up in the word wisdom. And the purpose of the book of Proverbs, the purpose of it is for you to know wisdom, for you to know all of these things. That's the whole purpose of the book of Proverbs. But also the other purpose of Proverbs is instruction, to know wisdom and instruction. The word instruction uh, is a Greek word, I mean, not Greek, Hebrew word that means, that is musar, and it means discipline, chastening. Now, chastening, this word chastening is a King James word, but it, it, um, it means we could quickly say like a spanking, like you got in trouble. That's what chastening means. Chastening means you, you got in trouble. Like th this is not, not a, a pleasant experience. Chastening is not a pleasant experience. And, and correction. Correction doesn't necessarily have to be unpleasant. You know, if, if, um, when I was in Italy learning to make pasta, um, I, when I was doing it wrong, the, the chef corrected me. That wasn't embarrassing. That was fine. Whereas chastening does tend to be pay, a painful experience, either because you were embarrassed or because if you, you know, if you're a child, it might involve a spanking. And so when you think about, well, as a child, if it involves a spanking and, and as an adult, if there is still chastening involved, then that, that may mean you're embarrassed. There, there's something about it that is going to be painful. Discipline is, um, someone else might impose discipline, but we can also do self-discipline. And so we can also do self-chastening and self-correction. And so that is the point of Proverbs, to know wisdom, to know how to do these, these things, to be good at life, to be good at helping other people in life, but also instruction. And so this is a more difficult a more difficult aspect. And we're going to come back to this word as well. Um, so to know wisdom and instruction, that's the point of Proverbs, but also to perceive that to perceive means that, that you're aware you, you have this sense to perceive words of understanding, words of understanding. So Proverbs helps you to get those words of understanding. Now, let me pop down here to verse six and, and point out that it's to understand a proverb, the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. This sounds like Jesus parables. That's what Proverbs, the more you study Proverbs and do the work, do the work of wisdom and instruction because both wisdom and instruction require work on our part. And when you do the work, you have an insight. You perceive the words of understanding. And the other thing that with that Proverbs does is um, to receive instruction. It helps us receive instruction. Okay. This is important because instruction is this hard stuff, discipline, chastening, correction. When you have wisdom tied to your 
instruction, it comes easier for you. It makes it more like receiving than it being beat into you. (laughs) So receive instruction of wisdom and justice and judgment and equity. Receive those, those things. And Proverbs also gives to the simple. Remember back here at the end of the chapter, we're talking about what, what happens to the simple, the simple, because things are hard, because things are hard, the simple turn away from it. They don't want to go through the hard thing. They don't want to do hard things. The simple turn away and in their turning away, it destroys them. And so wisdom, the book of Proverbs, even to the simple will give sub, subtlety, subtlety. It will give subtlety to the simple. Okay. What is subtlety? Subtlety means prudence. What does prudence mean? Prudence means insight, understanding, craft, good sense. And so to the, to the simple, wisdom and instruction is trying to make them have good sense, have, be able to do a craft, be able to understand things, give them insight. Look at what a gift this is. And to the young, when it says man, it doesn't necessarily have to mean a male, although we will find often, and I will point it out often, how much um, of Proverbs is instruction from a mother to a son. Matter of fact, Proverbs 31, um, the virtuous woman is instruction from a mother to a son. But nevertheless, to the young, who the young have not, the young have not experienced the hard knocks that an older person has experienced. And those hard knocks that someone like me who is pushing 50, the hard knocks that I've gone through has taught me a thing or two. Well, why wait till you're 50 to learn things whenever you could be young and get a knowledge that's beyond your years? See, when you, there are people who who get, you know, they finally start understanding how to get out of debt when they're in their mid forties to late forties, they finally start figuring out the good sense of not overspending outside of your budget when they're older, because they've had a car repossessed because they've had their electricity turned off because they've been at the cash register and swiped their card. And it has said declined. And those hard knocks are embarrassing enough. Where is it at? (laughs) They're chastening enough. That we were like, oh, let's stop doing it. Let's stop living life outside of our budget. But when you're young, if you start attaching yourself to Proverbs when you're young, you don't have to go through all this nonsense. You get it at a young age. Knowledge and discretion. Knowledge and discretion. That is so cool. I love that so much that young people can get a head up. You know, we live in a culture right now that is throwing people under the bus if their parents were wealthy. They 
say, well, you, you have all of these advantages in your life because you were wealthy. I'm a better person because my parents were not wealthy. I worked for every single thing I have, and therefore I am actually a better person than you were. But that's not the plan at all of scripture. If this is the way you are thinking, please stop it. Because what's going to happen is as you learn wisdom, your kids are going to be better off than you were. And that's the way it was intended. That's how God intended for future generations to be. From Abraham to Isaac, from Isaac to Jacob, from Jacob to the 12 tribes, the the method that God put in place was for one generation to provide better for the next generation. Don't look down on people whose parents paved a way and then the next generation doesn't have to start fresh. I'm going to go one step further in this and I'm going to tell you if you're a young person, if you're in your 20s right now listening to this and you are you have the ability, your parents have provided something that you could walk in and you absolutely are refusing to walk in it. You're a fool. I said it. You're a fool. Unless God has called you to it, you are arrogant and you are a fool for not walking a path that has already been plowed. How crazy is it that your parents have tools, have insight, have understanding. They've done all the hard knocks and they have established a business, be it real estate or lawn or woodworking or, or any and everything. They've established something. You now have the opportunity to take their entire toolkit and, and, and improve, expand, advance. And you say, no, I want to go in a whole new field and I want to do all the work they've done. <laughs> I'm going to do all the work they've done in a whole new field. I'm going to, I'm literally going to do all the work they've done in a whole new field. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm laughing at you. Stop it. Stop it. Just embrace what you've been given. See the value in who has gone before you. It is absolute foolishness and nonsense that we live in this culture that puts down people who are doing something that God put in place back here. God is the one who established that Noah and his sons build that ark. God is the one who established that Abraham and his sons that follow him be shepherds, be shepherds, be shepherds. God established that plan. Now, it's okay if, if you know, the family way is to expand, expand, expand. I'm just telling you not to mock people whose parents had the wisdom and forethought to, to put a path and then the next generation used their toolkit and broadened it. 
That's God's plan. So don't mock it. Don't mock it for sure. Now, if you've been called to do something different, you do that. You do that. But if you've not been called to it, don't think you're supposed to. You're not proving your adulthood if you don't go out and do something completely different than the way you were raised. It is, <laughs> it is so smart for a doctor to produce children who end up in the medical field. You know why? Because the chatter around the table has been the medical field. And so now they've got a leg up. That's how it's supposed to work. It's, it's, it's normal for a family who at the dinner table, they're talking about uh, this customer did this and that was wrong. And, and therefore we've got to correct how, you know, how we did paperwork. We got to fix that. Whenever that's your normal family environment and that a child grows up already with that base of understanding gives that child a, a an advantage that they're supposed to have. Oh, I didn't mean to get in that, but nevertheless, there it is. All right, let me get back to these words, these words around here. So, um, the young, the young can start off ahead of time. The young can start off ahead of the game. If they've got knowledge and discretion, that's how it's supposed to work. The young are supposed to, if they've got the knowledge from the previous generations, they're supposed to have that knowledge. They're supposed to be ahead of the game. A wise man will hear. This is what wise people do. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. So he's heard. Let me keep, let me just go back to this growing up around the dinner table. You hear something. Now you increase what you've already learned. But that can go with everything. Be a listener. Be a listener. A wise man will hear and will increase that learning. Once you hear and learn, you have understanding. Because after you hear and you increase learning, you become a man of understanding. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Attain. That means win. That means arrive. You have finally gotten there. To get, to buy. And what happens when if people, I, I've talked about mentorship before. People, you know, going around, will you be my mentor? Will you be my mentor? Will you be my mentor? Okay. I, I love that. I love that we want to grow. We want to increase learning. That's good. I'm not saying don't do that. But I am saying that you're in a situation to hear and after you hear, those people will increase their learning. And by increasing their learning, they become humans of understanding. And by becoming a person with understanding, you naturally get wise counsel. It's the natural outcome of this work. Okay? And what the wise counsel is going to do it's going to help you understand a proverb. It's going to help you understand the interpretation. It's going to help you understand the words of the wise and their dark sayings. And that's what Jesus' parables were. Super, super, super cool. Okay. So let's get to the next few verses here. The fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of wisdom. So the beginning of wisdom is step one, fear the Lord. If you want this, this to attain wise counsel, if you want this getting ahead business going in your life, you need to fear the Lord. Fear the Lord means everything that fear means. It means be afraid. Be afraid because he is the almighty God. And he does allow the simple, where is it the verse at? God 100% allows the simple to turn away and kill themselves. He allows it. So fear him. God absolutely allows the prosperity of fools to destroy them. He 100% does. So therefore, be afraid. Be very afraid. Um, the fear of the Lord. Here we go. The fear of the Lord. So, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But this word fear also means respect. Have respect for the Lord. That's the beginning of, of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The very first thing you need to know, if you're a mother, the first thing you need to start teaching your child, the, the best knowledge you can give them to get them on their way in life is to fear the Lord. So that's why mothers should be telling their children all these stories in the Old Testament from, from the plague of the swarms of flies that cover the land. That teaches a child the fear of the Lord. Yes, God is capable of that. Yes, God is capable of boils and blisters. <laughs> Teach your child the fear of the Lord. Teach your child about the, the ark and the flood. Teach your child about those things. Teach your child the fear of the Lord. And you've got a book full of wonderful stories for your children. Step one is the fear of the Lord. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise it. When I run across somebody, every once in a while, me and my kids will be talking about somebody of the world, somebody, you know, like, you know, having access to something good and turning it down. And we're like at a loss. Why? Like they are a fool. They despise wisdom and instruction. They despise these things, skill. We live in a culture that despises skill. They want to, they want to have a job because of who their parents were without actually having a skill. Now that is something that's, that's dumb. Parents with wisdom don't just, don't just, <laughs> they make sure their child is skilled before they, they put them to work. People, fools despise wisdom. They despise people who are good at administration. They despise being sharp in practical matters. They despise insight, understanding, craft, good sense. They, they despise moral principles. And they despise instruction. They despise the disciplines. They despise chastening. They despise correction. Fools despise it. My son... Hear the instruction of thy father. Forsake not the law of your mother. So step one is to fear the Lord. Step two is the instruction of your father and the law of your parents and the law of your mother. I love this, by the way. Um, I find this is, is common. Of course, instruction, uh, I keep, I keep, 
looking at the wrong thing. Instruction, discipline, chastening, correction. <laughs> I don't know. My my mom was the better instructor with these with these uh, definitions. My mom was the better. I liked my dad better because he was he was uh, more chill in his instruction and in his chastening and his correction. But it is interesting that the instruction, the discipline, the chastening, the correction tends to be of the father, but the law is the mother's. <laughs> the mother is the queen of the house. She is the one who says what the law is. And and uh, if we were talking about the woman's role in the home, I would dwell more on that, but I'm not. I'm going to keep going here. And let me say this. if Because we also are, are uh, growing families in a, the same way we're growing families in a culture that doesn't um, understand uh, getting this instruction and wisdom. They don't understand a lot of things that are biblical, generational growth, um, generational wealth. Um, those are biblical things. Just because you don't have it doesn't mean it's not biblical. It means once you start following the Bible, you start figuring out how to do those things. Um, so in the same way that, that our generation, our culture, our society does not understand those things, we often do not have a father and a mother to help us learn. We don't have a father and a mother that both teach us uh, instruction and laws. And so when you come to the Lord, God gives you spiritual fathers and mothers who will teach you these things. And so you may be an adult coming into this understanding, but hear it as if you were a child. Matter of fact, Jesus said, except you become as a child, you can't see the kingdom of heaven, except you become as a child. So become as a child and hear your spiritual father and forsake not the law of your spiritual mother. Okay. Um, and then step three is consent not to enticing sinners. If sinners can entice thee, consent thou not. Okay. And what is a, what is, how do we define the behaviors of sinners? All of these verses, please read verses um, 11 through uh, 19. And that is a, a description of what sin looks like. It looks like selfishness. It looks like, um, <laughs> it, it looks terrible. They're greedy of gain. And then we talked already about how wisdom is loud. And um, I love this. We're going to end with this. If we turn at reproof. Um, let me find the verse here. Turn you at my reproof. So, okay, let's pretend like we are in our 50s and we've never heard these things. We've never known the instruction, the wisdom. We've never known it. Let's pretend like that's who we all are. We are all 50 years old and we've never heard these things. Well, guess what? Turn you at my reproof and behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. It's never too late. <laughs> 
to start learning, to start growing, to start becoming. It's never too late to have wisdom and instruction at work in your life. It is never too late to learn a skill. It is never too late to learn to execute the needs of others. It is never too late to be sharp in practical matters, to have insight, to have understanding, to have a craft, to have good sense, to have moral principles. It is never too late. And also, don't be shook by the fact that you're an adult and someone is teaching you discipline. Someone is, is chastening you. Someone is correcting you. Become as a child. We cannot see the kingdom of heaven if we do not become as a child and learn to receive these things because that's how you grow in these things. There you go. Chapter one. Thank you for joining me today. God bless.